The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I want to give a quick shout out to Scott Haskin for the epic intro music. It is fabulous. And my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, always thinks that we are uh, swinging swords imaginary. I got a really dirty mm-hmm. photo about that once. Right, and- right. In slow motion. Swinging <laughs> in slow, slow motion. motion. Yes, that, yeah. That's it. Well, <laughs> g'day, Paul. How are you doing? G'day, Summer. Oh, I'm doing. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, same day, uh, same day, different. You know, well, different day, same narcotics. So you know, oh, mm-hmm. fabulous. So yeah. you're feeling good at least. So yeah, or at least I wouldn't know if I wasn't. So there you go. I like that. Now I'm <laughs> going to ruin that high uh, by bringing up our topic. Our intro uh, topic for today is sexual harassment. Again. Again. Um, so the, the first thing I have to say is everyone's kind of touting Rose McGowan here, mm-hmm. who has now uh, decided to kind of uh, hijack the Me Too movement and act like an asshole, um, which I, I don't get at all. Mm, let's see. Are you talking about when the, uh, the trans woman went after her at a Barnes & Noble out here? I'm not just talking about that. She uh, refu- she refuses the solidarity movement in Hollywood. Now, for anyone that doesn't know, the reason that's kind of important and for girls working in Hollywood very, very important is we are really easy to pick off one by one. But if everyone moves together, it's a lot harder. And it doesn't just happen to the girls. It happened to fucking Terry Crews. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I think we just had a, uh, I think a local, uh, I think a state, uh, a state representative, a female, just got uh, charged with uh, sexual harassment. Well, there, there are, there are good bound ones to happen sooner or later. So, that, yeah. it, well, it happens. My assistant Alexis, the you know, so for those that don't know, I have an assistant named Alexis. We talk about her a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. Much um, to her displeasure, her chagrin. Yes, yes. much to her chagrin. Mm-hmm. We talk about her a fair amount. Uh, she's usually the person calling everyone and doing everything uh, to 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 get people involved in in the show, and she's gotten screwed a few times doing that. And then she got accused of sexual harassment. Now, twice. Now, Alexis is very very openly, like, she's she's into S&M. She's a dominatrix in her spare time for fun, not for money. Let me clarify to those that keep writing in on Twitter. She's not for sale. Um, And I'm not in charge of that. Or Or rent. rent, Or rent. rent. That's between y'all. But she did. She got accused twice of sexual harassment. And... um, one guy w- was because she dumped him, so he actually accused her of sexual harassment, and I had to deal with the union. Uh. And another girl, a girl that accused her, was because she refused to go out with her. 
So I'm starting to see this being used as a weapon. Yeah, we really do have to respect due process, people. That's it. Let's let's not convict them in the court of public opinion before uh, before we let the actual Justice Department do their work. Now, there, I do have some exceptions to that. Bill mm-hmm. Cosby. Like, when you're talking Bill Cosby numbers, right. I'm inclined yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, okay, Bill Cosby, yeah. That <laughs> one, that was, that's all. He's alone out on an island. You know, uh, oh, Bill, 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 Bill. And he was the most family safe com- comedian, you know? Well, he wasn't a secret. We all knew he wasn't safe, know, but we weren't his, I'm, to I'm, see. I'm talking about his comedy. You uh, know, he was the, he was one of the more family friendly comedians out there. I remember being able to listen to his comedy uh, cassettes, you know, in the car with my folks, and you know, I didn't run into that problem when, if I ever tried to watch listen to like Eddie Murphy's Delirious or something like that. You know? Yeah, make sure that yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you have the guys that did screw up you have you know lewis ck uh-huh and you've got the guys that admitted but i mean they've got things going on against anderson cooper a woman is accusing anderson cooper of sexual harassment oh now, for those, yeah for that, those that's that, like yeah I, I remember all those vegans that were accused of eating steak okay so uh, <laughs> what, what, what's what's the vi- mm. Yeah, uh, she, she yeah. An- do Anderson. Enough. Anderson doesn't doesn't. It, they, he, it, a woman. That's not really his thing. <laughs> no, I don't well, know how, how to put that without sounding she, like a furbo myself. Well, she's no. kind. She's she's an aspiring actress, and she tried to come out to the media. She mm-hmm. contacted me, wanting to talk about you know sexual harassment by Anderson Cooper, and mm-hmm. it took everything in me not to say, you know, he likes penis, right? Yeah. Uh, like I'm. <laughs> big fan of pe- big fan of penis. Not, not well. I mean, one particular penis. I think yes. he's been he's been Very happily nice. monogamous uh, for a while now, from what I understand. Yeah, he's one of the guys in Hollywood that doesn't have a bad reputation, that doesn't have a reputation as being you know a kind of a playboy. Um, and so, for this woman to do this, <laughs> yeah, I, not I really. <laughs> I have never heard him, uh, Anderson Cooper, being accused of being handsy. Never. You know? <laughs> and I love to give people the benefit of the doubt, but then, then there's this point where where you didn't do enough research into the guy that you were accusing to realize that he likes men. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. And there's and there's never been like a you know was he ever was he ever not gay? No. Did he, he ever have an ex girlfriend? <laughs> No, I mean that happens. You know, people. You know, I don't know what what about. I don't know what that. You know, when I don't know how you would go through that. You know, I've always, always known what I've been attracted to. But you know, some maybe go through a time where they try women out. You know, Gloria Vanderbilt's his mother. She was very open and Mm. she talked about him being gay from a very young age, and the fucks she gave, which was zero. So right, which is where everybody should be at. You know. Yeah. Who gives a crap if he's gay? Well, so now she's backed up and she's saying that um, another actor sexually harassed her. Oh, so it she, wasn't Anderson Cooper. It wasn't. She mixed him oh, up. Mixed and, who? Oh, mixed who? Mixed who? That that actor from uh, from like, I, I have no Mad idea. Men. Mad Men. I think. <laughs> who do you? Look, there's a, a there's a guy. Like, yeah, there's an actor from Mad Men. It kind of looks like so. Who? But so, who is she? Who is she accusing now? Uh, it was Bill Maher. Now, if anyone knows. <sighs> Bill Maher is absolutely a playboy. 
Oh, yeah. But he doesn't yeah. have the time for women that say no. He isn't the guy that sticks around. He will point blank ask you, do you want to fuck? Mm. And when you say no, he says, well, you have a nice day. Yeah, it's more of a numbers game. So, yeah, yeah I get it. <laughs> He's not, not, again, Bill Maher, he will tell you to go fuck yourself. If you say he threw a bottle at my head, I would probably believe you. Mm -hmm. You say he sexually harassed me, I'm sorry. You just told me Anderson Cooper sexually harassed me, and now you're on two guys I've never heard anything bad about, except, you know. I have heard some stuff about Mr. Maher. Oh, I've heard some bad stuff about Bill Maher, but not sexually harassy stuff. Just kind of an, being an overall asshole. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, that's a big part of it. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Try again, lady. Try again. Just do a little so bit. Now, well, she contacted me again today mm. saying she, had, it, she mixed it up again. And oh. so I'm just, oh. I'm just waiting. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. All right. So third time's a charm. Third now who? Charm. Now so, who? I'm watching these uh, Bill Maher things on YouTube. I haven't gotten there. I got on the show instead. So mm. I'm watching the, uh, the re- you know, some of the little bits of real time with Bill Maher. Right. And I was having like such a giggle about it because even watching him, you can kind of see that he's an asshole. Yeah. He is very honest about being an asshole. Mm-hmm. He isn't trying to make friends with anyone and he doesn't have time for it. There are women he's friends with, like Ariana Huffington, that he is very, very good friends with. Mm-hmm. But for the most part... And even Ann Coulter. And even Ann Coulter. Like, yeah. even women he do- does not agree with. Um, but he's that's something... There are a lot of bad things. Take this from people in entertainment. You can ask Paul, you can ask me. There are a lot of bad things you can hear about Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. That's just not it. it you... You tell me he asked if you guys could fuck, I believe you. Mm-hmm. Because he is very straightforward with that. And if you tell me he turned on heel and walked away, I believe that. You tell me he was sending you love notes and dirty messages. You tell me he put in that much time, I call bullshit. Mm. Yeah, and I and I listened to the podcast. I think of one of his exes, or might be his current. I don't. I'm not sure. Uh, it's called Talk Nerdy, Cara Santa Maria. She's uh, pretty freaking amazing and never spec- spoke ill of it and i'm sure if she if she had ill to speak she would now you call him a cheater i'll tell you yes but <laughs> when it comes down to it he's not going to spend months he's just not yeah. that guy he's not Why a gentleman you- no he's not he's- a gentleman so no. there we go all right but he, know- he never claimed you can to do be. that you can do that in america you know you know yeah. it and happens bob saget got accused which is oh, really and, funny. And, and, and no one was shocked. Okay. No one yeah. was shocked. <laughs> but, but it was kind of Bob Saget got accused. And the funniest thing about that, of the three guys, Uncle Jesse, Uncle Joey, and, you know, Bob Saget. Right, right. Uncle Joey is the one that's gotten in trouble repeatedly. The one that played Uncle Joey with all the puppets. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that's gotten in trouble repeatedly for being a skis bag and being touchy. Yes, but I mean, we, we you got when you, you ever have you ever listened to Bob Saget stand up? Oh God, yes. Yes, I mean when I mean, his his signature joke is like you know I the Olsen twins before they were famous, you know. Yeah, but a joke so, 
I, a joke Simple. is a joke. A, a joke jo- is still a joke. Jokes, but uh, he's not exactly helping him his, his arraignment. No, so, I think you know. it, well, it, it hasn't gotten that far or anything else. <laughs> Apparently, the woman backed off, doesn't want to do interviews. It was one of those, I'm going to say this, and now I'm going away. Uh-huh, yeah. Similar to, like, I don't know if you caught the Stormy Daniels interview on Jimmy Kimmel. Or the, oh, non, yeah. or the non-interview on Jimmy Kimmel, I should yeah. say. Yeah. I liked I liked him I liked him when he had her on and I love that he got shit for having her on and then he pointed out that he had Monica Lewinsky on three times and talked mm-hmm. about the affair in detail like I like Jimmy Kimmel he keeps things even um, but when he's pissed he lets you know Stormy Daniels was a funny one for me because it's kind of she already gave an interview before she got paid off it's out there. <laughs> It's well, too she, late. She, yeah, I saw that one too. It's it's a relatively similar to the Jimmy Kimmel one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what's done. Well, no, she did a written interview before uh. that came out, and it was, um, and then she got paid and she shut up. But my thing is, they're consenting adults. You want to get him on, get on him for uh, infidelity, cool. But. No one ever said he was faithful. Like <laughs> he, he actually him. said, yeah, he said the best thing about younger women is they know you're going to cheat and they don't care. <laughs> he goes, like, come on, it's Donald Trump. Brave there new world, of, kids. Yeah. A lot of right. things you can say. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to be on with your favorite doctor and mine, Dr. Russ, talking about all things healthy, wealthy, wise, skinny, and Hollywood. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Bolin. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer-Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric Easy Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you ever given any thought to what is behind your insurance coverage? Many of us don't think of it as more than that premium you pay on a regular basis. Of course, until you actually need to use it. On CYA with Rhonda, you'll learn to cover your assets and find out what all of that insurance mumbo-jumbo really means. If you're looking for a lucrative career option, Rhonda Lukey will explain how to get into the insurance business. Listen live every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are 
are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I do want to shout out some condolences. Um, so Reg, uh, Reggie Cathy from House of Cards died, and so did um, John Gavin from Psycho. So thoughts and prayers with their families. And I think we lost John Mahoney, too. Uh, John Mahoney, too? Yeah, Fraser's dad. Oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. We keep losing good ones, mm-hmm. and yet Justin Bieber's still here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, guys, I'd like to the wel- welcome to the show your favorite doctor and mine, Dr. Russ. Dr. Russ, welcome to the show. Uh, it's nice to be here, Summer. Hello, Paul. Hello. How so, are you doing? Uh, we've got some good questions this week. We do. We have some interesting questions today. Uh, our first question, I'm trying to get to it. Alexa sends these to me, and now I can't find it because I sent her 8,500 text messages today. Yeah. The first question is from uh, Mildred in Plattsburgh, New York. Now, I have to tell you guys, because I keep screwing up the abbreviations, Alexis is now writing out the entire, the entire breakdown and then giving me the brackets in the hopes that I start learning these. Our first question from Milbert in New, in New York. That's, that's a good assistant. That is a good assistant. Uh, is how do I lose weight and not lose my breasts? You know, when someone uh, loses weight, they do so uh, proportionately. So your breasts will look as they do now. Um, this is the fallacy of weight loss regimens that promise to get rid of that spare tire, um, for example. The weight comes off everywhere, not not just a localized loss. So she doesn't have to worry about uh, losing her figure. I think that's a good one. Now, our next question is from Clara in Carapolius, Pennsylvania. I, I don't know that's C-A-C-O-R-A-P-O-L-I-S uh, in Pennsylvania. Wow. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I, I, my apologies, Pennsylvania, for screwing that up. How much water is too much? My friend says I'm drinking too much water. I'm retaining water, and when I push on my leg, I get indents. Is that normal? Well, to really answer uh, your question, Clara, um, there's some testing that should really be done. There, there's little doubt from what you're describing that you are retaining fluid, but what the cause might be... Uh, is unclear. Uh, common causes of fluid retention are uh, just the menstrual cycle, uh, kidney malfunctions such as blockage, excessive salt consumption, congestive heart failure, uh, hormonal problems involving the adrenal or pituitary gland uh, may be at play. Fluid restriction might help remedy the situation temporarily, but um, she alluded to excessive fluid intake, and that's rarely the uh, the cause. Um, I recommend that you consult with your primary care doctor for a complete workup. Okay, I think that's pretty important. 
Now, this is from an anonymous person in New York City, New York. And her question was, like Summer, I have lupus. I'm overweight and sick all the time. How did you make her well and what can I do to become thinner and healthier again? Well, I like that question. That's nice. Uh, uh, and I'll say that uh, there's well-documented evidence that a carbohydrate-rich diet is, is pro-inflammatory. We do understand that connective tissue diseases such as systemic lupus erythematosus or, or lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, dermatomyositis, Sjogren's syndrome, and others have uh, causes other than uh, just diet. Uh, but diet can be an exacerbating factor in some cases, especially uh, the consumption of simple carbohydrates. The Palm Springs diet is designed to avoid such foods, and if followed, may uh, alleviate some of your symptoms and lead to weight loss as well. I think those are pretty important. I'm going to ask you, Dr. Russ, because I want to ask about some of your new supplements, so I'm just going to jump in and ask real quick which your favorite question for this week is. Well, I, I like the third question. Um, so I, I would say anonymous um, in okay. New York City. Uh, ask ask the, my favorite question. Anonymous, I totally understand where you are coming from, and I can tell you personally it really stopped me from getting sick. I was in the hospital every few months. Now I don't go at all. It really is amazing. Courtesy of Dr. Russ, we'll be sending you a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. And for everyone else, you can get your copy of the Palm Springs Diet from KennethRussMD.com, from AuthorHouse.com, from Amazon, or just Google the Palm Springs Diet. It's pretty much sold everywhere now. It's really amazing. And... You, Dr. Russ, have a copy, a new Palm Springs diet coming out. That's right, Summer. Um, we are going live with the product uh, as of Monday, and we're very excited about it because it, it kind of fills a void that uh, uh, might be very helpful to people. Uh, people don't like to take pills. On the other hand, a simple spray under the tongue that wards off hunger pangs, uh, uh, food cravings, uh, can be very helpful. And uh, as of uh, next week, it, it can be purchased. We, we have uh, a website, uh, the new Palm Springs Diet dot com that. Uh, uh, will be uh, the conduit for ordering the product. And that, too, will be uh, up and running by next week. So we're, we're getting very close and close enough that I feel like I can really share it with, with your listeners. And, uh, you know, we look forward to hearing, uh, to feed, hearing feedback uh, through behind the scenes as to uh, the results people are having. We're, we're doing our own uh, open-label study, uh, and uh, I believe you're going to participate in that summer to uh, you know, prove the uh, efficacy of the product. We, we know the product works. It's uh, 
Garcinia cambotica. Uh, we use an ultra-potent form of it called Citramax, which is out there on the market. And uh, uh, it, it can be used in conjunction with the Palm Springs diet, which uh, um, you're well familiar with. And yep. uh, the two together are, are you know, pretty potent uh, combination uh, in terms of efficacy for weight loss. That's so amazing. Look for it next week and uh, look forward to getting some feedback from your listeners. Definitely. And I'm, I'm, as soon as that comes out, guys, we will put up a link so you can go and check it out. And again, if you want your copy of the Palm Springs Diet, go to authorhouse.com, go to kennethrossmd.com, go to amazon.com, get a copy of this book. It is fabulous. And I can tell you from experience, if you've got underlying issues for me, it really stopped me from being sick all the time. It was really, really incredible. And uh, Dr. Russ, thank you so much for being on the show. You're, you're welcome, Summer. Uh, just uh, in closing, I'd like to uh, convey to your, your listeners that uh, I'm an advocate of healthy eating, uh, I don't want to come at them with a diet, but I want to teach um, and uh, discuss the healthy healthy ways of eating. So uh, that's, I, I guess, the take-home message today. And I think that's a very good way of putting it because following the Palm Springs diet, you don't feel restricted, you're not hungry, and in my case, I'm not sick. The butterfly rash goes away, everything goes away. So, Dr. Russ, thank you, thank you so, so much for being on the show. And we look forward to having you well, on again next week and talking all about the new Palm Springs diet. Thank you, Summer. Thank you, Paul. Talk to you Guys, next week. We'll talk to you next week. Guys, when we come back, we are going to have Andy McPhee on. Andy's worked in uh, as, oh, my God, he's been in a ton of films. All right, he's been in a whole bunch of things including uh, Sons of Anarchy, and he, I'm looking at his resume, and this is ridiculous. We're going to talk to him and talk about acting, life and entertainment, and exactly how he got where he is. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with host of The Militant Moderate, my co-host, Paul Michael Bolland. If you guys want to check out The Militant Moderate, you can find it on, Paul. On, uh, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, SoundCloud, uh, plus uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, and the YouTubes. So. And we will, of course, put up a link. When we come back, we'll be on with Andy McPhee. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today. 
Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I'm very, very excited to introduce to you Andy McPhee. He's He's a fellow Aussie, and I can go through his credits, but holy fucking hell, um, there are more of them than, than left for this section of the show. So, Andy, welcome to the show. Yeah, 119, according to the IMDb. So, yep. Yeah. It probably means more. Welcome to the show. Uh, that's funny. Hi. How are you doing? We are doing really, really well. Uh, we were going through your filmography, and my assistant said you were in her least favorite film of all time, uh, uh, The Road, which she still, uh, that, that film still haunts her. Well, then it did yeah. its job. So, yeah. Uh, a lot of people have um, commented on that, but I'll, I'll have to take the limelight away from me because I was only in that with a small role because it was my son who was the boy in that, and I was coaching him on set for his role. Oh. So why, yeah, so why I was there, they said, hey, Andy, do you want to jump in? And I said, yeah, might as well. I'm standing around doing nothing. So <laughs> it's not my limelight, it's his, Cody. Fair enough. You did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his uh, his latest films. He's just finished. He's the Nightcrawler in the X Men movies. So he was in and then they have a new one coming out this year. And he's just got a new film just about to release in February called Alpha. The trailers are currently showing at cinemas around LA and the states. So that'll be an interesting movie to see when it comes out. Fair enough. So, uh, so how did you feel with him deciding he wanted to do what you did and taking after you? How long did it take before you stopped wanting to talk him out of it? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he didn't decide. It was pretty much like uh, his sister as well, Shanoa, she's um, she's here in America, but she's not acting anymore. She's just doing uh, her singing career. But I just got them both into it. Not not forcibly. I said, hey, do you guys want to have a go and do a little short film somewhere? And they never went to any acting schools. I coached them pretty much through their whole careers till they were about 16. And then they took over themselves, and that's how it started. Um, Cody, when he was 11-year-old, was awarded uh, the Australian Film Industry Award with Eric Banner for a movie called Romulus, My Father, and that then got us to the States. And we all came over and um, sort of just continued on from there. Well, I think you kind of proved the point that Australians are taking over Hollywood. Um, <laughs> it I, I think I think that way, right? It really does. Yeah, no, no, no. As an American who's been an actor for a while, yeah, no, it's not like you guys are doing well at all. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, uh, was that a little knife? No, it wasn't. 
<laughs> just a little bit, little bit. Just Je- jealousy, jealousy mostly. Just garden variety jealousy. <laughs> so, can I ask you what got you into acting? Um, yes, uh, I, I started acting at 38, and it was purely by um, circumstance. I was a professional wrestler on the Australian circuit for probably about 15 years, and they were doing a Hungry Jacks commercial back in Australia uh, 28 years ago, and uh, I got the role because I was a pro wrestler, and um, when I'd finished the commercial, I thought, well, that was fun, and that was easy, and I didn't get hurt, and I got paid a lot more money than I did with wrestling, and uh, found an agent uh, through one of the actors on set, and we still have a great connection to this day, uh, Angela Heeson. I'm not with her now, but we're still very close friends. I was with her for 10 years, and she still casts me in um, anything that's happening in Australia that I'm suitable for, so it was just by random circumstance, really, and led to all this. Well, I see you went back to Australia in 2012 and did Home and Away. Yeah, I've been back. I haven't my IMDb's uh, 18 films short at the moment because I've been back uh, and finished 15 independent films, a Netflix series called Wentworth in the last year and a half. So, yeah, I had a lead role on Home and Away where I played the Brax's dad um, and I'm heading back in a week and a half uh, to go back and do a TV series, uh, staying there for a month and then coming back and going back in June for another two independent films. So not bad for an old bloke, still working. I'd say that's brilliant. <laughs> I don't get home that much. <laughs> but you know what? A lot of it, if, you know, for any actors that happen to be listening, um, uh, uh, most of those roles, there were some I had to audition for, which is, you know, that's part of the process. But a lot were relationships I built up over 28 years, which was... You know, it's not, they say that, it's not what you know, it's who you know, and that can be very true um, in, in our industry. When people like you and you have a good relationship, you can create um, work out of that, you know. I think that's something that's very, very underrated, and I also think that's why the Australians tend to be working a little more than everyone else, is they, they're friendly, um, just just to point out to the Russian actress I worked with last week that told me to go fuck myself because I didn't like uh, her script. Um, not wow. the best thing to do to the person you are you are trying to get distribution from. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, saying. there you go. So that relationship is obviously uh, brimming at the top, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. fabulous. Like, I'll, I'll put it with my bosses telling me that, not very many other people. But that's something people <laughs> miss. We had a gentleman write in and cuss out my assistant because he sent her a script four days before and she hadn't gotten back to him. Yeah. And look, so, if, yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's, it's um, um, yes, it's, it's whatever's going on with that particular person is can be, and there's only my view, um, because I do a, a lot of coaching and personal um, mentoring uh, for actors to help try and balance out this crazy life. And the biggest thing uh, I said to them, and it's not my quote, it came from a great acting teacher, Milton Casales, who I trained under for a few years here in the States, uh, a few years back. And, uh, you know, it takes no, it takes zero talent to uh, have manners, to have a great attitude and to roll up on time and to put in hard work. It takes zero talent. So, you know, that's a really important thing, I believe, for anybody, but especially us actors in this business where when you upset someone, that can then 
domino effect around the industry and you can all of a sudden wonder why you're not working, you know. Well, the industry is much smaller, I think, than people give it credit for. If I don't know oh, you, yeah, I know yeah. someone that knows you. It's a very it's a very small group of people. Uh, Paul looked at yeah. your resume and said he was surprised you two hadn't, you know, met each other or worked together. Just looking mm. at the number of titles, because just he's just a numbers person. game, just a numbers yeah, game. it's it's all. just a numbers yeah, game. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You're right. You eventually um, end up. And we never know when the next number is going to show up. You know, mm-hmm. and that's it. And I think people forget that. And I think people don't realize, you know, aside from it being very, very small, um, I a lot of times will hire actors and hire directors and hire people and take on films because I know they're going to do well. I hire the same directors again and again and again because I trust them. I'm trusting them with a lot of money and it's not my money. It belongs to the studio. (laughs) So I'm trusting them with a lot of Paramount's money, which is going to get me fired. So you're really careful to work with people you trust and fostering those relationships builds trust. And just look up this little thing called work ethic before you come out. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, Mm. Yeah, totally. And and like you said, that that work ethic can have all those other dot points in there with your attitude and, you know, who you are and, um, you know, just showing up on time and putting in the work and going that extra mile, you know, it's all, it all counts um, because when you stand for the person who's hired you to do the best you can for their project, um, people see that, you know, and it shows up on screen as well. They do. And I think people also overlook, you know, um, I hear, I hear my peers now saying, oh, I remember that guy when he was a PA or when he was an intern they, they overlook mm. those people that will also be hiring them in, in 10 years. So I yeah. think a little, bit, a little bit of good manners makes a very, very big difference. Yeah, huge difference. And if there is something on set or prior to getting to set pre-production, audition process, whatever, if there's something that doesn't sit with you, then it's easy to have a really calm conversation about it, whether you agree or not agree, you know. And that's it. And I think a lot of people kind of lose, trying to think of a nice way of saying it, but I think they lose, they lose out is really the only way to put it because they miss out on the relationships. And not only do those relationships lead to work, but there are very few industries where people can genuinely commiserate about being cold and wet and stuck in the rain and having to do the next take for, you know, and having to do the same thing for the last 18 hours because it has to be just right. Yeah, yeah, that's very true, absolutely. Um, and it's a tough business, you know, like not everybody um, is going to be at the top of the game and earning the huge money. Most of us are somewhere in the middle, working, hustling on the side, making money, doing something else, and um, that's, uh, that's part of the deal, you know, and some of us teach and coach and do other things, um, bar work, driving for Uber and Lyft, and, but you have to. It's too big a town to sit around thinking you're just going to jump in and it's all going to be rosy. Uh, you, you have to work at it and have, like you said, a good work ethic and do what you've got to do to survive in this town. You know? Now, I have to ask you, who is your favorite person to work with and who is your least favorite person to work with? Um, well, I'll answer the second one first. I actually not had anyone I don't want to work with again. I've actually been really lucky and everybody I've worked with has been really great. Um, the person that um, I really 
enjoyed working with and unfortunately uh, the movie didn't go too well but it was uh, Mickey Rourke um, we were in a, I forget what the movie was called now it was with Megan Fox um, uh, I can't remember now it was quite oh, a few years oh, ago. It was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 there was, was an angel she Elvis was an angel there. right right yeah yeah that's the one yeah okay yeah uh, I'll have yeah. it for you in a second well it just it didn't it, there was a whole lot of stuff going on behind it financially and it's it was it was very funny um because only a couple of weeks ago I was at a screening of a movie that Nash Edgerton produced and um uh oh, what's her name um Al Fanning was in it uh called Standby Hello? and funny enough we were talking after and the producer he said I know you from Hello? somewhere and I went oh really um mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he was the one who produced that movie and came in and said that that's, it just didn't go anywhere. The finances all got messed up. But Mickey was great. Like, I mean, it was just really cool to have a chat with him because the pro wrestling movie he did and I was a wrestler. We had a great chat and then we worked on set and it was just good to see, meet him, meet him, not the movie star, meet him and then work with him and see his process. And it was really, really cool. Yeah, I even have some insight into some of the what went wrong because I knew some people who worked on the visual effects on the back end, and they had no money whatsoever. Oh yeah, it was um, yeah the guy who came in to save it was another producer, and I think a lot of a lot of people I don't know if everyone, but then a few people did get paid out of it. But unfortunately, uh, it just one of those movies that just wasn't going to do anything, you know. But it was cool; it was a great experience um, meeting him. You know, was it passion play? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay, there we go. See, I'm not very good at this. Did we lose yeah, summer? That. No, summer's here. Okay, I'm actually just. Li- I'm having fun listening to you guys. <laughs> uh, I do want to say, um, Andy, what what is your social media so everyone can find you? Because we always get to the end and run out of time for this. Oh, okay. Um, look, it's at the moment. It's um, I'm just I got someone working re doing it all for me um new facebook my business coaching page because i'm doing different sort of coaching now but what i've got now is my instagram is andy underscore mcfee underscore official so you see a bit of my nonsense on there see a bit of you know stuff i do hanging with people a little event so yeah people can jump i have some really cool people on there some great artists and you know some creatives on there so yeah by all means you know people can jump on and you know follow i usually put a few posts up there when I'm on set wherever I'm going and um, so people can have a little look see and see what's going on and uh, guys of course we'll put up a link so that you can follow him I'm reading through Twitter about and looking at all these questions uh, one of the questions I have is who do you most want to work with if you could work with uh, anyone yeah uh, I really um yeah, I just thinking about this the other day. Um, I would, I really love to work with. Uh, um, funny enough, Vigo Vigo Mortensen because I, I loved watching his process on the road, and very intense actor. Because um, it's a challenge when you're working with someone who's so intense. And uh, yeah, I would really, because I love the type of films he does. He does a lot of indie films, a lot of you know really cool stories. So yeah, I would love to work with him. Uh, as you know, the actor, not someone coaching my son. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, you want to have you always have some fun next time, basically. Yeah, some yeah. yeah well, time. Co- Cody could probably at the point there where he can coach me. <laughs> well, there you go. So it works out. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now, which was 
your I mean, which was, did you ever have a, a little, I'm, I'm going through these and I'm getting these too many at a time. So guys, hang on. We're not going to get to all of them. I'm trying. Uh, yeah. Which, did you ever have an experience where you felt I couldn't do this anymore? Where it was too much? Did you, what did you do when you hit those lulls? Um, yeah, that was probably 10 years into my career. Um, yeah, I think a lot of most actors go through this, but I just thought this is, too hard you know like and I was working I had tons of work at that time I just thought I'm sick of it I'm just tired of you know um, waiting for the roles you know you're having to work part-time jobs and um, yeah and then all I just went yeah you know what um, I've never been someone who'll give up on anything and so I've had a bit of a roller coaster life but that's probably for another story um, I just went no nah, I'm just going to keep going and uh, yeah so I just just got in and kept at it, and I'm, I'm glad I did because uh, the acting career really did help me shift away from other things in life that weren't working for me. So I'm, I'm glad I kept going, you know, because I met some incredible people and coming here to the States and, you know, just really life-changing people that I would never have met, you know, if I quit and stayed back home. Now, I have to know, you said you had this roller coaster life. Can you tell us a little about it? What led you, um, what led you here? Yeah. Um, okay, I'll be really brief with it because otherwise I'll get carried away. But it was pretty much, again, what most of us go through. We all have a story. We all have a past. And, um, you know, mine was um, dealing with anger as a very young child, um, two or three. And when uh, the cliche, when my book finally gets completed and written, the cover of my book's title is um, a, a little image of a young boy, three years old, putting kicking a hole in the back door of his house which I did, and the title of the book would be I Broke My First Relationship Up at the Age of Three. And that's when everything, that's the anger just never went away. It just grew, grew identities, you know, riding with um, outlaw motorcycle gangs, and they had nothing to do with my, I just wanted to do things that, you know, society didn't like, so I became into, you know, a lot of um, dark side of life, you know, nightclubs, drug dealing, um, had a variety of million types of jobs, train drivers, pool lifeguards, scrap metal dealer, bouncer, professional wrestler, pool lifeguard, pool operations manager. So it was a huge roller coaster ride and, uh, you know, uh, relationships um, weren't the best because of, you know, the, 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 the anger I was carrying around with me, a uh, defensive mechanism when I thought I was being made wrong. And my reaction then coming to the States, uh, now riding with Bikers for Christ, which is probably one of the biggest motorcycle ministries in the world who minister people who are broken in that world, people who are looking for help in, in those motorcycle worlds. Um, and uh, they're just meeting all these wonderful people and then, you know, end up being on my own, which was a godsend because it's the best thing that ever happened to me to have a look and reflect over my life and now doing a lot of coaching and mentoring with other people in similar situations, not therapy, not a, an expert in it, it's just sharing their stories with mine and people getting glimpses of light that you can, you can move past, you know, those things in life that can actually bring you down and bring others down around you. So it's been a huge journey, you know, a really huge journey, and a lot of it uh, was completed and started here in America. So now it's continue on with working with amazing people who work in the stigma of, 
you know, uh, suicidal, you know, and mental health and uh, people who are rescuing dogs from China and bringing them here to give them homes. I, I can't explain the people I've met. It's just incredible uh, how the journey's changed around and the coaching I do with actors and, you know, helping other people see the greatness in themselves, you know. I think that's fabulous. I find it interesting. You have, uh, I've got people popping in on Twitter and you're getting more responses than most of our guests do. This is really incredible. You you work, so you were in involved with motorcycle gangs. You're currently doing a ministry from there and you were on the show Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been, uh, it's sort of funny because I've ridden motorcycles pretty much, you know, most of my adult life. And, you know, and, and like, I just want to clear, so to make sure that I'm not saying the motorcycle gangs caused me, that I had some wonderful friends in there and still actually do have some wonderful friends there yeah. who are terrific guys, but it was me looking for something to be who I wasn't. I, I, I was not even close to those guys, like the manhood of those, a lot of those men there um, that were good men. They weren't, they weren't murderers and drug dealers. They were just really good yeah. men who loved the club and loved their motorcycles and, you know, what was going on with me, I was always looking to be this guy who, who wanted an identity because I just realised now, looking back over my past, I, I just didn't have one because in me and my dad's, you know, disagreements and you, you leave legacies with other children and uh, it can be quite devastating. If you don't get out of it, you can end up in drugs and going downhill in a really dark place. So I was really fortunate to come out of that and now with my motorcycle ministry that I'm with... Um, it's, you know, and just, you know, just even driving around the street, you know, like LA and you see a homeless guy, you know, just jump out and give him some food, give him some water, you know, um, you know, just whoever, whoever we can help, you know, young girl a couple of weeks ago pulled up on the side of the road off the three with a flat tire. We ended up changing the tire for her, taking her to a tire place, getting a new tire on, it didn't cost her a cent. The guys put it on for nothing. And, you know, it's just, it's really good to, to just stand and be for other people. I'm, I'm there for my actors and, and it's not, it's a healing for me as well because, you know, getting to, you know, it's funny saying, but looking, well, there's people out there who are just kind, generous and calm. And I didn't have a lot of that all my life. It was just a very angry, you know, road rage or anything, anything, just anything. I would just lose it if, so, if I thought someone was having a go at me so it's it's a great transformation for me and now the people I'm surrounded by who've been through a lot worse than what I have so yeah it's a it's a, it's a really joyful journey you know um, really I think that's incredible branding. that's really incredible and I think it's mm. it, I think you found your identity I love that it brought your you know your motorcycle self to your Christian self to your helping people yeah. your identity turned out to be a really nice guy and an actor yeah, and it's funny you say that because that's, that was always there. Like, I can look back and I'm sure people identify with this. It was always that, that yeah, I, I really haven't matured. I'm still that young boy wanting to play games and play with my cars and, you know, just never grew up. And, and you know, I can look back and see that it was just that young boy was uh, really just looking for something, you know, and it took me till I'm 65. It took me till probably many broken relationships and broken hearts from, you know, women who were just incredible, amazing women who still actually have the decency to talk to me, which I think is just a blessing because they really don't have to. So, um, and the pain doesn't go away. It's just you have, I have tools now to to deal with that and, and you know, then whatever and the journey the- is for the next 15 or 20 years, however long I'm on this planet, um, 
it will be. And you get to play make believe for a living. So you know, and yeah. your son, yeah, and your son's right. an, yeah. and your son's yeah. an X Men. So there you go. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I think yeah, it's a, that's yeah. a great way. Is Do you ever find acting, I know we only have like three minutes left, do you ever find acting cathartic to get any of that out? Uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's really good because a lot of people who know the roles, I've played like a lot of biker roles back in Australia. I'm going back in June to play another uh, head of a bike gang in a movie called Patched and uh, um, Sons of Anarchy. And you always see in those characters, there's the me under there, that guy who's not really that tough, nasty guy, but he has that persona and it, it is good to get some of those things out. But now I actually find it really difficult to go, uh, like, in Home and Away. It was a pretty vicious role. And I really can't, don't even like looking at some of it now. No, it's not the show. It's just that character is, like, uh, a little too close to, you know, how I I was. And, and, and I know certain people don't like looking at it. And even now, for me, I really try to shy away from those type of roles because yeah, I just don't really like them now. You like but to be a nice guy. Job's a job, so you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, and and I'll and yeah, you're right, and I'll and I'll do them, um, and you know, if I if it, obviously you're telling a story, you, yeah, that's right, you can't make it. So I'm go, oh, I'm not doing that because, but if you're telling a story that helps someone else see something in themselves, like oh man, I'll 100 percent, it's there, you know. But I don't say I sort of like them because it brings up a little bit of the past in me, which is just normal, you know. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's really cool. I think that, I mean, starting your career at 38, I, I always tell people, you know, to, to, to start young, but for you to step in at that age and get the success you've had, be in the roles you've had is really incredible because half the kids in Hollywood were born into it. Their parents were in it. It's kind of this yeah. dynasty thing now. And you just decided it, it's it's really amazing. You just decided, okay, I'm going to be an actor. You know, little little yeah. little older than the 17 year olds, but I'm going to do this now. And and you went in and kicked yeah. ass. Yeah, it was quite funny because I it was the last thing on my mind. But when when I look back, I already saw that I was doing what you just mentioned. I was playing games as a young kid, always make believe games, always yeah. scenarios and always imagining myself on stage and, and going to theatre with my dad. And I, I love my dad, don't get me wrong. Um, but, but he was always, and I see all the patterns were there, the seeds were being planted, and then all of a sudden it happened at 38, and I just went straight into it and loved it. You know? I think that's fantastic. We're actually at the end of the show. We got talking. I'm so sorry. We've got to cut this short. Uh, there were a whole bunch of questions I wanted to ask you that we don't have time for. I'd love to have you on again if you would be willing because we have a great audience reaction and a bunch of questions for you. Um, yeah, no, I'd love to. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you, guys. We are going to put up a link to Andy McPhee, all of his uh, social for his Instagram when his social media is up. I promise we'll put that up. Make sure to check out The Militant Moderate with Paul Michael Boland, my co-host. We that's put that me. up every week. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.